Hello, everybody, and it is that time again. It is a Monday evening, so uh, you already know what the deal is. We're here for the Black Girl Giggles Comedy Festival podcast. <sighs> Say the whole thing. Girl, as an asthmatic, that takes a lot out of me. But anyway... <laughs> So we're here for this long title podcast, girl, and it's Monday, and I am joined, as usual, with my very, very, very good sister, uh, Miss Roxy Wilson. Hey, Rox, how you doing today, love? I'm great. How are you? Got the cute glasses and the cute earrings and the head wrap going. Come on now. Come on now, Miss Eclectic. Looking like you're going to a Badu concert. Come on now. really wish I could go to one. Amen. Uh, well, she won't show up uh, soon anyway, so, you know. <laughs> Don't. Don't hold your breath. But and also, as as usual, the lovely uh, Geneva Joy, as usual, playing with her backgrounds, different backgrounds. She's giving us a little orange tease. She's giving us I'm some orange moon. So she's giving us some sacral energy tease in here today. Amen. Oh, that Leoness. I got I got to hit you with the vibrancy. Yes, and the Leo vibes, girl. Come on now. Uh, I believe the sacral, not the sacral chakra. Yeah, the sacral chakra, is it associated with Leo or is it the solar plexus? It might be the solar I, plexus. You go too far. You go too far for me. <laughs> well, girl, you know I'd be learning my things. But anyway, um, I'm so happy to be here with you ladies today. So I guess we'll start off like we usually do. We're going to start off with some good news. So who has good news? Come on, Jig. Uh, what you got? Me, oh, what's my good news? Don't go bringing me no bad news. I'll be no 40 bad next news. week. I'll be 40 next week. Hey! And, um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm going to be on the podcast because I, I plan on being super extra in well, my no, entire, I don't think we, even though I'll be in the house. I was so. going to say it at the end, but I don't think we're having a podcast next week, girl, because I'm having internet issues. Oh, we're going to have to work this out. We're going to have to do something, baby. Something my waist beat. I ate too much. Okay, <laughs> waist beads will tell on you, sis. <laughs> Trying to hide my arm fat. Hey, that's my good news. I'm, well, I've girl, aged gracefully. Well, we all look, are looking very forward to it because you're having uh, you know, a nice little um key. I know on Tuesday it's gonna be like a show slash like you doing your bingo. bingo. Yeah, you doing bingo your bingo. Spectacular. Yes. I don't have that much fat on my arms. Apparently, girl, look. Accept it. Accept it. We're 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 in it with you, girl. It's okay. You can still see it even though I have one off. We're here like with that. Jiggle, jiggle and jiggle. <laughs> Amen. We're jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. But um so I'm looking forward to that next week. Rox, what's your good news, babe? Um, my good news is that I'm still doing really well with my vlogging and Wonderful. one of my vlogs hit a thousand views. What? Uh, Rox, you're kind of far from the mic, though. I can't really hear you that good. Uh-oh. Fix it, Jesus. Can you fix it, me? please? Fix it, technical Jesus. Let's, let's get some headphones up in here. Can you hear me better now? Yes, baby. A little bit better? Yes, we got you. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm happy because my, one of my vlogs hit a thousand views over the weekend. Um, and that was a big deal for me because the YouTubing is hard. It's a lot harder than people think it is. And when I tell you I barely slept, like I don't sleep. I think in like analytics and numbers and posts now, that's, that's, that's how I dream now. Yeah. So I'll be up. 
I slept in this morning, but like last week, almost every morning, I was up at four o'clock, like working. So I'm really excited to start to see some of that hard work paying off. Well, my, my mom always say hard work ain't never kill nobody, but of course, you know, it has. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't even want to get into all the children that died in factories back in the 1800s. But, um, so I have good news, I think. My good news is I am moving to a very nice apartment this weekend. Uh, which is why maybe even for the next two Mondays we may not be able to have a podcast because we're trying to switch over this internet and AT&T is playing games talking about two weeks Uh, yes girl but we're gonna see I think I'm gonna be able to make something happen you know what I'm saying I'll be able to make something shake so we could jump back but next Monday we might not because of Geneva birthday but the Monday after that we don't know so we may be missing y'all for two weeks but I am very excited to be moving Lord God, uh, so it is all good. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, uh, something in comedy happened, and some people might think it was just you know something completely benign and not worthy of note, but I think it is uh, because you know pet peeves. But as a lot of us know, uh, Chappelle uh, went and visited Kanye in Wyoming. He just like hopped on a plane last week seeing that Kanye is clearly losing his fucking mind and he is in distress so being the good black man that he is one David Chappelle went over to check on his good homie Kanye Kanye being the the attention whore that he is he decided to turn cameras on (laughs) girl look we are we calling the spade a spade or what but Kanye, being the opportunistic whore that he is, decided to hop on Twitter and make a post, a little video about Dave showing up. And Kanye hit Dave with Dave came to check on this man's mental health and his welfare. This is basically like a welfare check that he did on his homeboy. This Negro said, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. But right now, you know what I'm saying? The world needs to laugh. Why don't you tell us a joke, Dave? Like, why don't you make us laugh right here? Okay, so I think you got to give the nine comics watching a little bit of understanding why that would vex us. Girl, let them know. So, because I know people are watching like, well, that just seems like, yeah, you're a comedian. Fuck y'all. Comedians are intuitives. Like, they, they, they perceive a lot and have to process a lot. And we're not always happy people. Mm-hmm. So, like, when at our time and concern, you're just like, oh, tell me a joke. That can be kind of annoying. But... Not even kind of think it was deflection. I think the whole the whole thing was deflection. I think Kanye's response was deflection. Um I think Dave Chappelle's report of it was deflection. And um What you mean his report of it? Because wasn't it Chappelle to say he asked me to tell him the joke? Am I getting that wrong? No, I've watched the video. He did it. Okay. Then I get understand. But yeah, he Set up there and hit Dave. The world needs to laugh right now. Make us laugh. Like, just, you know, right here. Nigga. Do but a song. said, Kanye, write a song, perform us a song right here. Well, Kanye would, would do it. You think? Well, yeah. Yeah, he would take an old gospel song and remake it. And just 
But I'm trying to old pop song and make it into a gospel song and say jokes on the hook. And so Kanye, he's he's always he's one of those always on type of people. But the thing about yeah. comedians that everybody don't want to understand, we are not always on. Even no. somebody as brilliantly hilarious and comical as Dave Chappelle, nigga, I'm over here trying to check to see if you all right. I didn't come here for no photo op. I didn't come here for the ground. I didn't come here for Twitter. I didn't come here for nobody followers. I came here to check on you. You know what I'm saying? And then even when we're sincere, even when we come into somebody in a very sincere, genuine, heartfelt moment, motherfuckers turn around with, tell me a joke. Bitch, I ought to slap you right where you stand. And of course, Dave Chappelle, Yeezy is his homie. You know what I'm saying? They go way back. So I understand why he didn't immediately go to a nigga shut up. But, <laughs> girl, look. Geneva, nobody cares about your secrets, girl. Anyway, whatever secret life you have behind that curtain. There's a man behind there. <laughs> <laughs> to all your whole shut up. Damn. Uh, be quiet. Geneva has a harem of boys behind that curtain. Don't say it like that. That just sounds R. Kelly. Back to Kanye problems. Back to Kanye. When I say boys, I mean like oiled up 20-year-olds. Perhaps 20 No, even still. Carry on (laughs) the conversation, ma'am. But That's going to be the title of it, too. Harem of boys. (laughs) Geneva's harem of boys. That's the episode title right there. (laughs) And I prefer menagerie. I'll have different oh, menagerie. Ones okay. In little <laughs> settings that match their vibe, like a little, like okay. little, right? Little glass little, cases, like human-sized glass cases that they have to sit under. I like, like a, a, a living natural a science museum. Yeah. And yeah. I put like little habitats, <laughs> like a vignette. You know, everybody has yeah, like, a little vibe. Like one is Ghanaian. Like he has like the. But yeah, it's like a harem of boys. A little fufu set. <laughs> you <laughs> know, thug. I make him like a little corner, like a little. Oh, he got on Tim's. He got on yeah, Tim's like and it. jeans with no shirt, <laughs> with the one leg roll up. <laughs> and just hip hop videos, just like playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> We're dumb, but anyway. Over it, like. Okay. <laughs> And every now and then, like, people can press a button and sirens go off. It'll be great. Um, back to Dave Chappelle and Kanye. <laughs> yes, and, and their menagerie of foolishness. But, but you know, as a comedian, I always hate that. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, even specific to female comics, but if I tell a man that I'm a comedian, he always challenges me on the spot. Like, it feels like a challenge. Oh like, you challenge me. Oh, well, tell me, if you're a comedian, tell me a joke right now. A joke, I nigga. A joke. On dates, I've been told, oh, you probably aren't funny anyway. Nigga, you're five, seven, and three quarters. Shut the fuck up. I've had people, like, I've gotten in, like, Ubers and Lyfts, and I'll, you know, just mention that I'm a comedian. Oh, tell me a joke. No. If I got to pay for this ride, you got to pay for these jokes. Like, what's happening? You know? <clears throat> It's annoying because sometimes I just want to chill and relax. Sometimes I'm not in the mood to be funny. But to bring it back to the conversation, though, like sometimes we're genuinely concerned. And I will mm-hmm. tell you, it's it's a blessing and a curse. Like when you're funny, this time I've genuinely shown concern and it's made the other people laugh. 
Mm. And it alleviates the moment. But, like, I was being serious, you know? So, like, it kind of is frustrating that sometimes people can never take you seriously, even yeah. when you're being sincere. That's weird. It so, is. do you think that's what was happening, or do you think Kanye needs meds? Well, both, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take one without the other. Uh, one doesn't negate the other. But, uh, you know, he's... I just feel like he's he per, performance is his whole life, like he's constantly performing. Uh, so because of that, he doesn't know how to turn it off. And Chappelle, being the person that he is, who's more reserved, who's more grounded in his nature. And girl, this is classic Virgo and Gemini T, but we won't even get into that. Um. So, he's so grounded in himself, and he's coming. I'm not on stage right now. I'm not performing. I didn't come here with cameras and stuff. But Kanye, he immediately turns on the camera. He got to post it on Twitter. He has to show everybody. He has to make a big show of it, not unlike his homeboy in the White House, mm. where everything is a performance. So, I think there was a clash right there just with their energy and their yeah. demeanor and how they approach situations like this because Chappelle is the type of person when he when he takes a minute when he takes a beat is to be calm and reflective and kind of like chill Yeezy mm -hmm. doesn't want to do that he doesn't want yeah. people to see him in his in a in a light where he's vulnerable or he's really diminished in any way I, I also think something something that might be happening here is you all remember when, I'm sorry, I'm in charge of sharing while we're online, you guys. That's why I keep looking away. Um, I also think that, you remember when Dave walked away from Comedy Central? Right. And he did interviews after it when he finally decided to do interviews. And he was saying how the pressure of Hollywood, of the industry, can make you go crazy. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's something that we, like, one of the reasons he went to him, like, hey, I understand you. I understand your background, where you come from, and this pressure put on you. And I, I think Chappelle was a good choice, and I kind of want to believe that there was something we didn't see in the videos that might have been helpful. No? I'm the only one with the hopes? Uh, it's just, I don't believe Kanye anymore. And this is somebody who is still a diehard Kanye West fan. I will always love his music. Not yeah. recent projects. They haven't really been on it popping. But, you know, the the Gospel Sunday or whatever, that stuff is kind of cool. But it's just always being a fan of his music, I can separate the fact that I feel like he's just opportunistic. He's dancing around the fact that he does have a mental illness issue. And because he's not taking taking it as seriously as he should as far as getting treatment and staying on treatment. And this is just all speculation based on what I know about psychology. Haven't been to therapy enough times myself. So this is just all speculation. But to me, it feels like he's just trying to avoid the issue. He mm -hmm. feels like as long as I'm singing and dancing and I'm shucking and jiving, y'all won't be able to tell for sure that there's a problem. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like the tweets have been out of control. It's like he's constantly trying to one-up himself. Like, I'm going to go to the extreme, but then I'm going to come back and I'm going to apologize. And then I'm going to start this whole cycle again. Like, it's, it's, it's just, he gets real quiet for a while. And then when he starts up, 
it's just wild and out of control until he goes quiet again. So with that, what do you all think, like to bring it more back to comedy, like comedians, a lot of comedians deal with some mental health, emotional health issues. Yeah. It's kind of what sparked some of our comic, comic creativity. Um, what? Like, what would you do in that situation? Like, what would you do if, like, I don't even have the wording for it. If you were having a psychotic episode? I mean, yeah, like, because, like, I, cause like I, I, I can understand how he's trying to protect himself. Right. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't want anybody saying you're incapable when he has so much money at stake and his future in the industry. Right, he doesn't want to be questioned, like his his capability to make decisions for himself. And you know, he he brought himself you into a snake Britney. pit. He, free, free Britney, free you Britney. know what I'm saying? Free Britney Spears. But he brought himself a snake pit with the Kardashians because you know maybe he doesn't even trust the situation. Maybe his manic phase is bringing out his paranoia. His mania is bringing out his paranoia that's always been there. But maybe he doesn't trust the situation that he's in. Like, y'all go try to have me declared, you know, incompetent. And next thing I know, my money ain't my money no more. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Real talk, that's what I think is happening. Yeah. And I only think that's happening because I'm not saying that he doesn't have mental health issues. But I see the Kardashians are real tight. They got a lot of skulls in that closet that don't get out. They don't let that out. They don't let the TMZ or nobody find that until they ready. And it's only they're only ready to show it when they're ready to get rid of somebody. Like ain't nobody know Lamar Odom was a crackhead. And she was mm. ready to get that alimony. You know what I'm oh, saying? Right. And he don't want to get Lamar and, Odom, doubt you. Right. Okay. So like they don't do clean cuts. Like they do clean cuts, but she can't clean cut Kanye because Kanye is going to still make money in the future. Mm-hmm. So she has to make it seem like, oh, I try my hardest. I hope you take care of me and the kids, so she can live off that through the wire money for another twenty years. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't trust it. Like, that's why, you know, that is suspicious about mental health. And, you know, being black comedians, like we were talking about the last episode about how we, people like us, we like to joke about mental health, but it's still so taboo in the black community, I feel like. So I us being black comedians, like with Dave Chappelle, the way that people immediately challenged his mental health when he walked away from all that money, they immediately and just ran with the fact that this nigga is crazy. Yeah. And him taking his own time it seemed to just fuel the fire of the rumors of him losing his mind and him being, you know, somewhere buck naked in Africa, running through the bushes, screaming, I'm rich, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... Why do you have to be buck naked? They well, because that's what crazy food. niggas do. Have you been Have you been in the hood lately? But it gets, it gets weird around the shelter. I'm just saying. I'll tell you this. I personally always thought, and you know, we might, I think the comment's about to go crazy because shout out to Dr. Burgundy Holiday, letters, 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 a therapist in, that's in the chat right now. I personally think that it's slightly unfair. Oh, this is about to start some problems. I, I, I think I'm in the, I would be the flat earthers of mental health in the black community. That's what Uh-oh. I would be. I think it's slightly unfair to have black people live under such systematic oppression and stress and then if they can't cope with it, call them crazy or say it's a mental health, like, oh, something's wrong with your brain chemistry. So I'm always very suspicious of when somebody's having an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, I, I remember even reading that Black people are more likely to be wrongfully diagnosed as schizophrenic versus just bipolar or right. depressed. Or so bipolar with like, schizoaffect disorder. 
Yeah. So like when, when these type of things happen to people, I try to look at the whole environment. Hmm. And I'm just like, I don't think he's actually as bad off as he is when you add in the Kardashian factor and the Hollywood factor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think if he's working a footlocker, he would do the same thing. Or maybe just the I, pressure I, I, exacerbates the issue. Maybe the yeah, issue is there and it's just being exacerbated by all the pressure that he's under as a public figure. But as a creative person, as we all are, there's also that link to our mental health as far as our creative output. Mm-hmm. and how it affects True. us mentally because during this quarantine there have been Ooh. times where i've gotten real real low because i'm not performing feeling like i'm only as good as what i put out there and i've never been an online content type of person like talking about but you know there are things i've been writing like i got my whole satire magazine that i have not touched and you know me ha- being passionate about that being passionate about you know the podcast like the Light girl giggles podcast which is why i jumped on it so quick because it's like i have to do something Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I will lose my fucking mind. Yeah, because I don't feel right if I'm not performing, if I'm not doing, I'm if I'm not holding what I claim. You know what I'm saying? If I claim to be a comedian and a comedy performer, bitch, you ain't doing no comedy. So who are you? Mm-hmm. I'm unemployed due to COVID. That's what I put every. Oh, what time is it? Yeah, I, <laughs> I gotta put in your claim, girl. Was <laughs> <laughs> it by Tuesday? Fly. Isn't it by <laughs> Tuesday? You gotta put it in. I'm, I'm a Monday father. I'm a Monday. Okay. Forget, well, Richard Douglas time. Jones, comedian out of Memphis, he was saying if you give him $10 million, he's going to do the same thing. Well, and he also said being black is a pre-existing condition. Amen. So, Absolutely. shout out Richard Douglas. <laughs> Thank you for watching, Richard. We love you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just that, and I feel like maybe that also presses on Kanye and people like him. Maybe, you know, it can, it can fuck with your head because you start equating what you produce and the quality of that with your quality of life and who you mm-hmm. are as a person and your whole character is based on what I'm doing mm-hmm. and what people think of what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a moment like that too. Like, Well, I had a lot of moments like that where I was just not create, especially at the start because it just, it just happened so rapidly. Like there was no real time to adjust. Like, Friday I was at work um, when we dismissed they were like oh girl we won't be back for a month and then by Monday they were pretty much like prepare for it to be longer than that month you know there was no time to transition it was just like my life is very different now and I couldn't create I just had a big mental block there and then like people would reach out and they'd be like you know, are you writing? Are you writing jokes? And I'm just like, I don't, I don't do that right now. Like, I'm, I'm not going to see a stage for I don't know how long. So I don't really identify with that part of my life right now. I don't identify with being a comic. So that's why I had to find a whole lot of different ways to create, like all these things that I wanted to try, but didn't do it. I was like, I was the same way, just like Didi. I was like, I have to do something. So the podcast has been a godsend, like working on all my other stuff is a godsend because I don't know, I don't know, I would be crying somewhere in the corner if it wasn't for keeping myself creatively busy. And I've cried in the corner anyway, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Even still. We got Chris Hawkins in the comments on my share. He said, as a new comic, I feel like the rug was pulled from underneath me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it does feel like that. But like I said on the last one, I'm thankful for it because I have been needing to take a break from being on stage. But I didn't need to take a break this long. <laughs> I didn't need it. This was an extension I wasn't hoping for, you know. Oh, and um, Burgundy. I hope I'm saying it's because you know I'm from New Orleans. I don't know if it's Burgundy or Burgundy. It's girl. Burgundy, like Burgundy. The rest of the world say it. Don't call my friend Burgundy. Don't call her Burgundy. Like, <laughs> so Burgundy, she said, uh, taking the medication often feels like creative creativity is being suppressed, so people don't want to take it. And I definitely know about that because I have turned down meds myself. Uh, but I don't think I'm that severe. I just have like these waves of depression and anxiety. It doesn't stay long, but it just gets bad for like a short period of time. Uh, so I turned down meds, but I also didn't want it to change who I was. I didn't want to take them. I would rather have that roller coaster than deal with not yeah. feeling like myself. Cause the crazy works for me. I think yeah. it, it works. Yeah. It's flatter. Yeah. It, it becomes me. <laughs> you know, I mean, my, my crazy plays into the mystique, you know? Like, yeah. I'm a little bit anxious, I'm a little bit sad, uh, so I can turn out these jokes. It, it all, it works together. It all works together. I don't know. I, I, think, I think all comedians have to have either a little bit of, I hate to say it like this, trauma or at least depression. Mm. Or else, like, if you too happy, ain't nothing funny about that. Like you ain't like you don't want to go on stage to make people sad, but I also feel like if you're too happy and things are too perfect for you, you miss the nuances in life that are funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you kind of have to be on the outside a bit to observe life in a way that you can pull out what's humorous, be it dark or happy or positive. Like you can't be a completely well-adjusted person and then be hilarious. I yeah, because nobody, nobody wants to hear a 19-year-old tell jokes unless you're Richard Pryor and you've been through hell by the time you're 19. Right. Like, <laughs> you have to be cynic. You have to be a little bit cynical. You and have a little bit tra traumatized, just a touch. Mm -hmm. You have to see the ugly side of the world to actually be able to really make fun of it. You have to have lived through it and come through it to be able to see how fucked up it is and then be on the other side and can look back and kind of laugh, which is why black women are so hilarious. Cause we all go through hell. Um, right? <laughs> That's why it's a whole festival of us that you need to come see every July. Come on, plug. Come on, plug. I tell you, I'm going to squeeze it in every one. Every show. But Burgundy also made a very good point. Uh, and the mania feels like a time of high productivity and excitement for people fact it's hard to get someone who is cycling like kanye and getting high praise for his work during those times that is his enslavement and it does feel like you become uh, a slave to the waves of it and it almost it, it almost like pulls you in it's like but you're better when you're like this so don't stop being like this yeah like, I'm, I'm excited like about i'm sorry i'm sorry Roxy, go ahead no, I was just agreeing uh, with Didi. Is like once you once you're in that zone and you feel like I'm making stuff, I'm making stuff, I'm making stuff. I know I'm going like a little bit off the rails, but I'm creating right now, so I don't want to stop that momentum for myself. And that's like you know how people end up not taking meds and whatnot. Yeah, and in, in the stigma, of course, there's always the stigma of Absolutely. it. There's always that thing like if you take meds, oh, you're really, really crazy. And just Richard uh, Douglas Jones also said Tears of a Clown. That ironically was the name of the essay that I wrote to get into college. <laughs> so <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was all about how it's hard to be the funny person and how people, like growing up, I can remember times when I said I wasn't okay and people thought I was joking. Right. I've been crying and had people laugh. 
people, I, like I can say I'm not okay and people will crack up. Yes. No, listen. When I, I get why they laugh though, but. Yeah. When I was at my school in New York and getting like towards the end of the year, I shared with somebody on a leadership team. I was like, I'm sad right now. I'm not in a good place. I'm like really feeling low. And they were like, oh, you're just being dramatic. They don't take us seriously. They don't, especially like even um, you know, if you're an actor, you know what I'm saying. People, when you have these episodes, maybe people think you're just acting out. It's just part mm-hmm. of you and your proclivity towards drama and melodrama and all that. And some of us are melodramatic in the way that we express ourselves, but that doesn't mean that that's not a problem. That it's right. not something actually going on. Um, and I have, I do have a lot of jokes about my depression and my mental state, but. And my bad coping mechanisms. But that doesn't mean that that's not really what I'm going through. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm not actually, yeah, I can laugh at it right now. But then if I'm off stage, like, you have to separate us. When we're not on a stage, we're not performing anymore. At least a lot of us. I can't speak for every comedian because I know some motherfuckers who are always on like Kanye. And all they do is shuck and jive and and front and perform every second, every minute of their lives because they never want to have to take time to deal with who they really are as human beings. And I don't blame them because they suck. But anyway, <laughs> oh my God. when a lot of us, we have a separation between church and state. Like when I introduce my people, self to people, as soon as I get off stage, I'm not DDT anymore. Hi, my name is Deanna. Yes. So it's like when people ask me my name, Deanna. It's, I'm not DDT anymore. That's her over there. Mm-hmm. I'm me down here. But everybody right. doesn't see that separation. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Richard just said, black women tend to have it worse because of the strong black woman stereotype. True. Absolutely. A fact. That's what I was about to say because one of the things, I, I know that people have laughed when I've been in times of trauma, but it's also because that's, okay, like one time I, I was I forget which friend I was talking to, but she broke out laughing because what broke me that day was a very minuscule, silly type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it was on the heels of all these big things. And then I think like my breaking point was like I couldn't get the right color glitter. And then like that <laughs> made her just crack. And I get that my life could get frivolous sometimes, but it was on the back of like heartbreak, job discrimination, poverty, bank, 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 bank. Where is all the gold big slate glitter? Like, I don't know why I can't be strong no more. Thing. It's the they color girl up in my bag. who considered suicide <laughs> when the glitter was too fine for that particular project. Like, it's a real, <laughs> the that's, my, that's my book, color girls considered suicide. Martha <laughs> Stewart glitter wasn't on sale at Michael's, but she, but she couldn't find a forty percent off coupon. That's, Baby, that's <laughs> I know you fucking lying, <laughs> bitch. It's not over the glitter. <laughs> not over the glitter. Like I mean, it'd be so much, and then like, damn, could I at least make a a pendant? Like, what's happening? And then I just break, and then people think it's funny. But yeah, it's one of those uh weird things where. You know, it'll be, it could be a little stupid shit that break you because you're holding so much in every single day and trying to be resilient, trying to endure, trying not to let it break you down. So we've all had a glitter breakdown. Yes, ma'am, we have. <laughs> Luanda, so we've all, we have. Uh, we have we all been ready to turn the table over frying pie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For me, it was because, you know, somebody cut me off in traffic. It could be any little stupid thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have the, the whiskey I was looking for. Uh, 
they played the wrong episode of Martin. Then you know, on the guide, and it was just too much. It was too right, much. too much. But I wanted to see the one with Shade. They met Kid. Like, <laughs> 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 I hate it. <laughs> or, or crying because Shanae not like your kid. You just like Z, why should they not get my love? And then you just it's over. <laughs> she said around the way play. There's no problem with black men and women. And then you gotta go get therapist and explain what Shanae is. <laughs> and then you don't get to come home for a few weeks. Like <laughs> But you know, and we can laugh about it. Okay, we can laugh about it now because of right. what we've been through. But I know so many comedians who go through these Kanye type episodes. Of course, they're not mm-hmm. public figures. They're not as right. they're not as exposed to where they can't, you know, take that time away from the public eye and get themselves back together and feel okay about it. But I know so many people who deal with exactly the same thing, who struggle with meds, who self-medicate with, with mm-hmm. alcohol, drugs, and this and this and that. Or even self-medicate with comedy, like you addicted to the hangout after, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You addicted to, you know, chopping it up with people and being around people who actually like you to the point where you can't pull yourself away. So it's just so much of... So many of us are dealing with mental illness issues, especially black comedians, but it's hard to feel okay with not just getting help, but accepting that you might need help in the first place. Right. Oh, such well, wait. To the comments, mm-hmm. um, Richard Douglas says, um, <laughs> forever, Shanae. <laughs> it's like a dream. <laughs> kid, I'm holding you close. I'm keeping you warm. <laughs> if I ever get married, can that be my, like, I come down the aisle too? Um, <laughs> to forever, Shanae. <laughs> you know what? I have to tell you, I used to wear braids all the time back then. I'm dark skinned, you know, whatever. People used to call me Shanae and used to hurt my feelings back then. So I thought they said I was looking like a man. As an adult, when I watched Martin, Shanae was fly as shit. She was. She had her own business, well, baby. She was self right. You know, she made it into the women's club. She had to get Gina and them in. You know she what I'm saying? She always had a man. She had her girlfriends. Shanae, she was always stylish. She employed her girlfriends. Right. Like, Shanae was it. Like, she had her place picked up all cute, like, extra, but cute. It looked like a carnival in there. was that girl. Like, she was really that girl. You know and what I'm saying? Shout out, shout out to Martin, because when they talk about, we gotta have a topic about this, Hell black yeah. men's portrayal of women in comedy, Shanae mm. sits different than me. For real. And I've always respected Martin for how Shanae is portrayed. Like, Shanae wasn't attractive because it was Martin in the wig, but Shanae's character is not supposed to be not attractive. You know what I mean? Like, Shanae mm-hmm. knows she's cute. You might not think she's cute, but fuck you. And right. I felt like Martin had. What, like Respucia? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Martin, and, I guess I gotta say Martin. Oh, no, Respucia was horrible, but. She was Respucia, disgusting. I would have a give it a rescue, sir. Like, we know rescue, sis. And she gets it. She keep a man. So, anyway. And my favorite part, everybody know I'm fine. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, she in a beauty shop. Everybody know I'm fine. Like, she was Baby, she dragged Baby, she dragged them titties across the front of that vehicle, baby, and I, I fell out. 
There's some chubby chaser that jerks off to Eddie Murphy in the Rasputia suit. Well, they had an actual big bitch. No, if you look at certain points, it was just Eddie Murphy's face like superimposed on an actual big big bitch. That was a real big woman in that damn bikini. Oh, he went down that slide. I know my brother watching in slow motion. Um, (laughs) But no, it was something about Martin's portrayal of Shanae that to me set different than than Wanda. Mm -hmm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I thought Wanda was purposely disrespectful to black women and the running um, name of the sketch wasn't even wanda it was ugly girl it was the right name. well even when jamie fox talks about how he came up with wanda he said some girl was talking in the audience and he turned his face up and was like uh, like mimicking her and calling her ugly and that's how wanda was born but when you mm-hmm. hear martin talk about shanene mm-hmm. he talks about shanene like oh she the girl from around the way she fly she got ex- like you just can't take her nowhere fancy. You take her to the steakhouse, she's gonna be like, oh, they got she her remind me of like women in like, my family. It. Like the women I love, like my sisters and stuff, like Shanani was like them. Yeah. Hair was always laid. Stay was done. more and the Geraldine. The was more like Geraldine. Right. Yeah. Like right. Geraldine, like the joke wasn't Geraldine. The joke was how what Geraldine was gonna do and say. Right. Yeah, so, so I'm like sorry. But that's but also, also subject. But I'm right, back to the comments. Them. But I want, Chris Hawkins, he okay. said his final paper in high school was called Tears of a Clown. So one of you all needs to, is plagiarizing. Um, <laughs> and I hope I'm saying this right, Cafedra Alejandro White. She said people blow her off as an as a actress when she is sad because they don't mm-hmm. know if she's acting or not. But like if she was that mm-hmm. good, I mean, I think you're that good, but like they know, they know when we acting. I almost said some crazy stuff. They, they look for excuses to, to discredit um, discredit your feelings because they don't yes. want to deal with that. Like, oh no, I don't want to deal with these big feelings right now. So it's because they're an actor. It's because they're a comedian. Like, they're fine. A lot of people friend us to be entertained, though. Have you noticed that? I have. Somebody called me with that yesterday. And I was like, girl, I don't want to be on right now. I don't feel like making you laugh. I'm tired. But that's how Kanye hit Chappelle. So, but the world needs to laugh right now. Nigga, I just put out a special. Fuck you. Um, Y'all watch that. Give me, get my streams up. I'm not just going to come for you to turn these cameras on in my face and I'm going to just say, you know, ah, what's up with white folks? You know, just come on now. Here's a new rule. Here's a new rule, period. Anytime somebody says, oh, make me laugh, send them your cash app tag immediately. No, baby, I always tell them. I put my hand out. I say, baby, a jukebox need money to work. Okay. Listen, what's, what's up? I'm gonna get some cash app, uh, my Venmo scan on this earring, and my cash app on this earring. I'm gonna get some t shirts, I'm gonna get a sticker, I'm gonna get stuff made, okay? <laughs> glasses, like, some cute glasses. Hey, cash app right here. <laughs> you know? right here. There like, you go. Me to tell I've always thought girls with big butts should just get their cash app scan on the on the pants, uh, on the ass. So when guys walk by, they just. Looking. Right, you might get you. You might get you. You may as well. You better hit that square. But, (laughs) but no. But so, how do y'all? What? No, Richard just said. But for real though, what's up with white folks, baby? We don't know. Hmm. If we we had the answer to that question, beloved. (laughs) If we the main ones on some, make me laugh. Eat a dick. Get out my face. (laughs) Branding people. Branding. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whatever. Okay, look, you know, you know, I'm reckless bottom out. But, um, but for y'all, what do you think helps you most 
when you are in those dark times are are you one of those people like comedy is my therapy i've never really felt much like that but <laughs> um like what do you think really helps you as a creative person whose creativity is affected by mental illness when you have those bad days what do you think helps you the most to get through it for me i really up my self-care like i'm sleeping more I'm cooking and trying to eat healthy. I'm making sure I'm going outside and getting some fresh air. I'm doing something active. Like, I'm calling my loved ones. I'm trying to spend time with my loved ones, even if it's, like, just on FaceTime. I just really up my self-care. Like, I've gotten to the point now that I recognize when I'm going down, so I try to do the best I can to you know, stop it in its tracks before it gets too bad to the point where, you know, where I could be down for two days, making sure it doesn't turn into two months, you know? So I just really take the time to up my self-care. And sometimes that might mean, you know, disconnecting, not posting so much on socials, just chilling out, hanging out with myself, reading a book, watching a movie, just just double, triple, quadruple down on self-care is what works for me. Hey, what about you, G? In that same vein, I think since I took the vow of poverty, which is committing to full-time comedy, um, <laughs> like, just, like, I, I do have my own, like, side business, which I also set my hours for, but that freedom of time, so let's say I have a series of bad nights or something else is going on and I can't take it. The fact that I don't have to rush myself out in the morning and put on a face, the fact that I kind of, and I suffer for it financially, but the fact that I can, if I cocoon in, for a few days and only come out to do a mic on a Wednesday, society kind of allows me to, but that time helps me heal. If that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Mm-hmm. And then um, other comedians. This is why, this is how the whole Black Girl Giggles thing started. Like, I felt like people needed someone they could talk to that understood. Because not only do you have the pressure of being an entertainer who's expected to always be cheerful, but like I say all the time, like comedy is having a different perspective on life. And that perspective is a lot. And you need other people who can see things from that perspective. That's why me and you, Didi, we talk a lot, like, mm-hmm. about just everything else. But it's, it's because, like, to me and you, Roxy, all of us, like, nothing is just as it seems on the surface. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, the little thing that person says at work that's kind of off-putting to one person, to us can send us on a spiral where we start evaluating blackness, womanhood social economic political and then multiply that by our grandparent was an alcoholic and then like we're somewhere (laughs) in the middle right and like i've said things to you before that have bothered me and without even getting into why it bothers me way way back you were like "Mm," because i'm pretty sure that triggered some of your christian and i was like girl (laughs) i said no like it really was the lady at burger king forgot my extra cheese but like you knew <laughs> what it's really about, but no, because somebody as a black woman, somebody's always not giving you your just due. You never get what this you pay for. Talked about, like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm constantly oppressed, constantly, like, all the time. Because, right. like, think about when you constantly see comedians, like even great comedians, they'll make a connection between two seemingly unrelated things that the audience thinks is bizarre and hilarious. But all the real comics was like, I was waiting for somebody to do that. Right. Like, so I, I had that same that. premise. Let's talk about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I had... 
But, um, you know, for me, I have a hard time getting back right. Sometimes I'm really just now learning how to be all right with things and how to cope because I would always, I used to always push myself to just kind of keep going. Because mm-hmm. I always, growing up, I had somebody around me like when I, because I've always had, you know, these depressive episodes and but I always had you know, my parents around me just saying that I was lazy or something or that, you know, I just wasn't or I was just making excuses or for why I can't succeed. It was just always just like this moral imperative on me not feeling good. Yeah. So me, I just felt like a bad person for a long time. Like if I was depressed, I felt like, oh, I'm just a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So I'm really just coming out of that and now like if you see me dip off of Facebook like if you look and you say I ain't seen Deanna post nothing in like three weeks that's why (laughs) like I just I have learned because I do that thing with comparison a lot that's another thing uh, another toxic trick that I was handed down from my parents like you compare yourself to everybody else Mm -hmm. because I would even look at somebody like Kanye say look at this nigga he's still you know his creative output is even higher when he's crazy, and then look at your stupid ass—you can't even get out the bed. Like you, sh- you ain't shit. You suck. So it was just the me learning how to challenge the negative self-talk in real time. Like as soon as me being able to say when that thought comes up, like oh well, the really great creative people—they push through, and it's like well, you don't know what they're really going through. You have no idea, or you know you can't compare yourself to other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to, I have had to learn how to challenge those terrible thoughts that I have about myself immediately. Yeah. And that's the only way that I could get through it because otherwise they will just come over me and they will just take over and, and just weigh me down. And I journal a lot when I have those bad times because it helps to get it out. Or I call Geneva and I cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's just get it. Like we, I think we really have to do what we have to do to take care of ourselves, yeah. especially mentally, mentally, physically, emotionally, and mentally specifically. Because I can't remember exactly where I read it, but like when ever you experience trauma, or you go through depression or go through anxiety, and you like leave it unchecked and you don't deal with it, it kind of not kind of it. um it permanently damages your brain in some way where like you don't ever really learn how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. So you always go mm-hmm. to that same place and it just continues to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And well, worse. when you think about it, it's about, um, you know, if to get technical about it, it's the way that the, the, ner- the, the nerves in our brain communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And we teach them how to communicate with each other. Exactly. Yep. So you build certain neurological pathways, Mm -hmm. which is how, for me, it was easy to automatically go, I feel bad. Oh, I'm a bad person. Because I had built that up to where it was just a quick ping. My brain already went, phew. Yep, Mm -hmm. that's right. (laughs) That was the response. That's what we know what to do. Right. Oh, life sucks. That's my cue. Right. She... (laughs) She dropped. She dropped her ice cream. Let's make her feel like shit. Like this. This one. Right. <laughs> you fat bitch. Like that's that's what my that's what my brain. Oh, you don't deserve. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's like I've had to retrain my brain to think better of me. And when I mess up or when I feel bad, I've had to retrain my brain to say, girl, look, we're just going through one of our cycles. Mm-hmm. Confront the feeling, whatever it is. Get through it. Show yourself some grace. Meditate. You know, lay down if you need to lay down, but don't make yourself feel worse. Don't do that thing that you always do. So it's, it's you got to retrain the pathways. I think also, um, well, not I think. One thing that gets me through the rough times now, now that I'm really deep in the comedy now, is knowing that on the other side of this is better art, mm-hmm. which is something I'm kind of excited about for Kanye and Dave Chappelle because Kanye going to drop some fire after this, right? No? Y'all don't agree? Okay, whatever. I mean, I hope so, girl, because I've been waiting since Life of Pablo to really be into something. I've been waiting. And then, and then I think Chappelle is going to make some good jokes about it when everything's clear. But, like, even when, like, some of my darkest times or scariest times Something in the back of my head says, you're going to get through this and you're going to make money off of it. And it's going to be hilarious. Right. And it takes me, like when they arrested me in Ghana, like mm. that's the one thing that stopped me from completely breaking apart. Because I was like, this is going to be funny one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is going to be hilarious. Yeah, like that, that little voice comes up. It's like, it's like the light at the end of the tunnel for me now. When anything sad is happening, I'm just like, well, if you make it through this, there might be some good material in it for you. And that's kind of my little scoop on it that I've been getting through it with. Yeah, I mean, well, Richard, uh, earlier, he <laughs> he suggested gun ranges, which I also suggest go shoot at something. I like hitting things now. I have I have gotten into my box and shit, so when I start feeling it, Ooh. you know, when I start feeling it, like, I don't mind, like, going in and, like, okay, I'm going to hit something. I'm going to hit something really hard. <laughs> And that's not a bad thing. That's okay. That's how I release it. Because it's like this, it's like almost like energy pent up behind a wall in you, you know, and you have to let it out in some way. Yeah. And, that's why know, I started jogging. That helped me like. Exercise is always great. Yeah. Exercise is good. You got to just release that energy. You got to exert some energy and really let off some steam and say, oh, just to kind of take a deep inhale. Meditation is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Richard said he envies that it's socially acceptable for a woman to for women to cathartically cry. Go and cry, Richard. <laughs> Go and cry, man. Go and cry, nigga. <laughs> get it out. Yeah. You cry, but then I said white women because we uh-huh. don't get to do that cathartically. Mm. Well, we do. Like again, Geneva has heard we me cry. cry. My sister you. has seen me cry. I My cousin amongst us, though. You know what right. I'm saying? We we hold each other in, you know what I'm saying? We hold each other in those moments, and we can understand. Yeah, but I feel like what you're hearing, what I'm hearing you all say, there needs to be at least a comedy or a creative fight club. Is that what we need to do? <laughs> I would love that. I would absolutely love a fight club. I want a BGG fight club. Yeah, hell yeah! I want to fight a kangaroo comically. <laughs> <laughs> that's always been the shit to me like put a put a kangaroo in boxing glove and let me and this nigga go at it let's settle it <laughs> once and for all I want smoke I want you smoke with a kangaroo smoke. uh so who's gonna watch uh, Roy Jones Jr. get beat up by Mike Tyson me what I'm watching it I wanna is see two happening? old niggas slug it out <laughs> yes is that happening yes it is yes it is it is happening 
two old niggas go whoop each other ass. It's gonna be great. Wait, when is this happening? Oh gosh, it has to be like in a couple weeks. It's booked already. I know it's gonna be. Oh on no, paper. this is, no, don't do it, people. This is a plot to kill more black men because they are going to congregate in large groups for several hours while intoxicated with lots of smoke in the air and their lungs won't recover. My brothers, watch it at home alone. Don't do that. We're, we're all going to enjoy it. We're all going to eat our popcorn and get very drunk and watch two old niggas go at it. Uh, Tyson's going to win. You know that, right? Richard uh, so said he Alana. didn't try to comics. The, please, please don't fight oh, I owe Richard one. I owe Richard please a nice don't. one. With the, with the, I'm going to put a ring on. I've seen comedians fight. It's sad. Uh, <laughs> I've never, sad. I never <laughs> hang out long enough to watch anybody get drunk enough to fight. I can imagine it'd be over the dumbest stuff. Like It was. It like you just sit there drinking you'll be like, this is... Mm. Over a drink ticket, <laughs> like, like this is this is just man. Over a drink ticket, I didn't get my fucking. You know, cause comedians like to drink. You know, so if you don't give them their damn drink tickets in the world. Yeah, I did forty five minutes, and he only gave me one drink ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so then this motherfucker got two, and he ain't even that funny. Oh, word, like this. Hmm. That's how I start. That's how I start. That's how. That's how mess gets started. That's what they say. Messy bitches. That's how mess gets started. Um, But you guys, um, I appreciate y'all for having this conversation with us publicly and sharing. I see a lot of people like on my page, like Stephanie and Alana uh, or Elena. I don't know, baby. Forgive me if I said your name wrong. (laughs) Alana, Elena, Alana. It looks like Ilana, but. You know, and Curtis, Nolan, and Clarissa Ricks, like, I appreciate y'all for uh, joining the conversation and just saying, you know, how you appreciate the message. Because it is a a big deal, this mental health Mm -hmm. issue still in the black community. I'm still trying to get my whole family to get counseling. These niggas refuse. And baby, when I tell you they need it. (laughs) Game on my end. But that's not for for me to do. That's not for me to say when somebody needs help. They got to decide that for themselves. So I'm not going to frustrate myself with seeing them take the steps that they need to take. Um, But was there anything else that we needed to add to this? Was there another topic? Did we just go too deep on mental health? Did you have good timing skills? <laughs> no, no, I think, I really think that was it. And that's why I only wanted to have these be the topics because I knew we would have a lot to say because I know we all have our mental health mm-hmm. issues varying degrees thereof you know so i know we have a lot to say about it especially when it comes to being a comedian and people all tend to poke at you like you know you can't like you're they like to try it yeah ain't like your mental illness isn't real i have i told a suicide joke once and some dude came up to me after my uh after my set and said what gives you the right to talk about suicide like that i said because i've been suicidal before (laughs) <laughs> like what? And then he went on to tell me about how he found his girlfriend dead in the bathroom due to suicide. So I I, I like that I can use comedy to help people because I have t- conversations with people like mm-hmm. that all the time, and it helps them to open up to me. This this is just my life. People come to me with their their stories, and they just need somebody to talk to who isn't, who isn't gonna judge and who's gonna understand. And apparently, that's always me. And I don't mind, Lord. If that's my, they not that's, know that you're judging, though. You I'm not judging. judging. No, I'm not. Sh- 
We're I judging just, and we're trying to write material about it. Be honest. No, no. I only judge people about their poor makeup choices. Uh, I told you I'm out. <laughs> no, I mean, girl, don't put it on. But and when you put it on, put it on right. Amen. But, you know, so I appreciate how through comedy I'm able to relate to people in that way. And I think people feel comfortable talking to me about stuff like that because I'm not a medical health professional. They don't feel put upon like they're being analyzed when they talk to me. But apparently they needed to talk to somebody about it. And I'm here, so right. I'll help. I don't mind. So yeah. they buying drinks while I said this. And that's true, and they always do. Amen. <laughs> they always they always sprinkle a little something on it. But I can't really drink that much while I'm giving people advice because eventually I'm gonna just start saying, Why don't you just fucking hit them in the face? Like, <laughs> 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 Fuck that bitch. Talking about sprinkling something on it. Amen. Cash at us dollar sign BGG Fest to donate money to our festival. We are a 501c whatever. You know, you can write it down. Non-profit, baby. Non-profit. We're non-profit. Send us some money so we keep this going because I got to start taking over the payments on the Zoom. I can't let Didi pay for that. Um, but go on. Send us some money. Richard, full-time job have itself. Um, yeah, <laughs> give us money. But get from the heart. We're yeah. a contest for you. Yeah, we're gonna do a contest. Is it gonna be a contest to change the name? Um, no, the raffle. The okay, the raffle. Yes, there's gonna be a raffle soon once we iron out all these messy petty details thereof. <laughs> so you know, stay tuned so you can get the TL and that. Also, please like Black Girl Giggles, like the page, so you know you can stay abreast of all the goings on. Amen. Uh, like us on Facebook. Um, we're at Black Girl Giggles on just about everything. So just, you know, like the page on Facebook, the Black Girl Giggles Comedy Festival page on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, so, you know, when things happen, you'll know. Uh, and so when that contest goes up, you'll be apprised. But anyway, thank y'all for joining us this evening. We're about to cut it short. And um, I'm going to holler at you hoes later. Bye. 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 Oh, oh, Lord. <laughs>